Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Welcome back to episode 57 of the Go Get That podcast. Um, We're back. It's got a little BMW recap, tour championship preview. Uh, We're recording this on Wednesday the 24th, so um, it's likely that the guys will be peeing off sometime when you're watching this, unless you're watching this in the morning or listening in the morning. Uh, But it's also the same day that the tour... Uh, Jay Monahan, or excuse me, Jay Monahan had his press conference, and then Tour Commissioner Roy McElroy had his right after. <laughs> um, so, plenty to talk about there. Rory and Tiger have some new things, so there's there's a lot to talk about and get into. Um, whole squads here. Sorry, my lighting is terrible, um, but you, you look guys great. are fantastic. So, it's uh, well, you look exciting. great. Dan. Good to be back. The home stretch. Yes, sir. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday just because we've been busy, and it's actually, I mean, funny enough, probably good that we're late getting to this just because of all the news that dropped today. Um, I mean, we got everything to talk about. We can recap the BMW. We have to preview the Tour Championship. We can preview the new stuff the Tour laid out today. You got this tomorrow TMRW Arcade Monday Night Golf League. I mean... I am I so lost. I am. I um. I've really tried to disconnect from social media until until it's tea time tomorrow, which I'll be a little late for because I have tryouts for school. But there's only nine holes and it starts at like eleven. So um. I come back today, and all of a sudden I see a club pro guy tweet from <laughs> Tiger Woods, and I'm like, I. I I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't know what the details are. I assume it's cool, but like at this point, I'm just like, where the hell has normal gone in the sport? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It really is. I mean, there's no um there's no normalcy or to this sport at all right now. Um I'm looking I mean, I, I get the so the Monday night week is gonna be like in a stadium and it's gonna be eighteen holes, but like it's all going to be like pitch and putt type things or something. Um, and like you go to different spots and which, which is cool. I think that actually is really cool. Um, but like it's a top PJ tour players. Does that affect, how much does that affect the schedule? Um, it does the PJ tour get involved or is that purely tiger? Uh, I'm really interested to see um, who plays it. Because I'm sure there are some people like the Brooks Kepkas of the world. If you were still on the PGA Tour, that like wouldn't have any interest in it. Um, so I'm 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 interested to see who plays it, and I also am super clueless on what this whole TMWR thing is. TMRW, I think. But um, so um, we can answer a couple of your uh, questions. So the PGA Tour is collaborating with the, is it the TGL right then? Is it the TGL? I think it's the TGL. It's yeah. a, the TGL, the Monday Night League, or whatever you want to freaking call it. They are collaborating with the PGA Tour, Bob. So the PGA Tour is like fully on board with it. Um, Rory, PGL? No, the TGL. T, the TGL. We have a lot of terms here. I was so confused. I was like, what have I missed? So the TGL, um, the Monday Night League. Is, 
is the is Tiger Golf League, right? The Tiger Golf League. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the Monday the, night. We have so much. I mean, everyone says golf is boring. I mean, there's that's the exact opposite right now. So I mean, this isn't even golf right now. This is like I don't even know. It's the thing it's, about the the TGL too is it doesn't start till not this next January, but the January after. So we've got we've got plenty of time to um <laughs> you know discuss that and I'm sure we'll learn a lot more about it as it comes about. Um I don't know, maybe start with the BMW kind of recap um and then go from there. Or like do we want to go chronologically here or um the BMW was quite the uh uh tournament i i i loved how um wilmington played wilmington country club i thought it was firm it was great fast. course great course uh yeah. i thought it was enjoyable uh yeah. to, it looked good on tv um some good challenging holes some holes that were birdie holes a good mix um uh and i can't lay winning because he was just better than everybody and that that's how you win tournaments um i don't know but uh, jordan you were there so what do you think can i say one thing first i want to look back to um last podcast jordan talked about how wilmington probably get um some majors i think it's a really good course for major if they could ease if they could harden it what was the winning score like it was 14 13 or 14 yeah, like that's fine for PGA if they want to just harden up and get it down to ten. It would be a good PGA course. Yeah, they um they've hosted they like five or six USGA events, so I mean, okay. it's definitely been say, tested. A US Open, they could get a US Open, like they could get some carnage there if they put a US Open there. I mean, if the fairways were as firm as they were, they're all kind of tilted. Um. And you get some bounces into the rough and things like that from the fairways. I'm thinking of specifically the the twelfth, I think, that par five with the water in front. You had to like hit a draw into the left side to hold the fairway. Um, or snap hook it into a tree and have it kick back into the fairway. But um it it was I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think the BMWs are a lot more fun when they're more difficult. Granted, this wasn't Olympia Fields difficult, but uh, it was certainly more entertaining, and it looked really good on TV. So that was fun as well. But you were there, so what? What you? What you make of your experience there? It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was. It's great for spectators. Um, I know after being at the US Open with Bob, there are a few holes at the Country Club that you kind of had to run to to get to to not miss Jordan. The um, there was none of that at Wilmington. Obviously, it's a it's a newer course. It's I guess built for this it's been renovated recently but it was awesome for spectators i mean you walk from one hole you walk to the next there's no having to run around this run around that um i from my perspective the parking situation was awesome too and it could host a major it's a big property um i don't see why it couldn't host a major i think time will tell on that there i uh, the BMW is coming back to Caves Valley too, which is in my neck of the woods. So I'd be kind of shocked if either the BMW didn't go back to Wilmington in the future, or if a major tries to pick it up at some point. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Going back to the parking situation, I mean, I just want to go back a bit. I mean, 
the way the U.S. Open did that was like, un- I was like shocked at how well the parking thing was at the U.S. Open because Travelers is really easy to park at because um, you can just park at a house and walk in the back. It's easy. Um, but Cromwell, Connecticut is very different than the area of Brookline. Brookline is very like act um that area like houses are right next to each other it's not there's not many open area i mean it was really impressive how they got that done tpc boston is a crapshoot i mean that's a disaster um from experience uh, was so, the mortgage good what the mortgage was good yeah i mean we paid for like a a pass and just parked at like one of the wayne state university and then we had a bus over there so yeah this is, it worked out pretty well. It took it actually didn't take us that long to get out of it after Sunday either. So that was it wasn't too bad, yeah. But that's my kind of only experience with PGA tour parking. But um, yeah, it was cool to see Scott Stallings up there. I know he's not like the most fan favorite, but I thought he he flushed it all weekend and he didn't back down. Yeah. Didn't make a 20-footer the last few holes to get to 14. And Cantlay got some breaks, man. The bounce on 17 on Sunday was stupid. Um, but, you know, he took advantage of it. And um, good for him. I mean, it sets himself up really nicely going into the next week. Uh, or this week, I should say, tomorrow. Uh, he's only two back now and uh in the final group with scotty so good for him um trying to think of any other like notable names shothley played well uh who finished third shothley and um was that 11 under Uh, i i I didn't watch um i will say this about the tournament there are plenty of times where i just like is playing like very bad where I just lose the passion. Like I just, I, I'm, I'm still walking around, but I just, I'm so thrown off by the, the game that I'm just, I don't, I just forget to tweet sometimes. This was the first time ever since I started the account where I didn't have anything to do. And I stopped watching the golf tournament on, um, what was it on Friday? Friday. Not Friday. What was it? Saturday, 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 the collapse. I have never in my life been so disappointed and like around. Not because necessarily the way it happened, but no, actually, it is the way it happened. The fact that he birdied the first two holes and then doubled and then bounced back great and then just made as soft a bogey as you can make at, at seven. Me three putted seven, bogey eight, and bogey I just didn't want to watch. I didn't want to watch. I didn't want to go through it for the rest of the round. I didn't know that he was going to explode like that, but like I did not want to like see his golf game that day. I, I it was so it was so bad. It was as it was as punishing as a fan as I've ever watched a golf round, a singular golf round. Um, the the six seven stretch kind of encapsulated his season. Yeah. Like six, beautiful recovery. The ball striking gets him back in it after five. He hits a dart to three feet, makes the putt. And then seven, it's what's plagued him all year. The putter, he three putts, and then the wheels just fall off. Um, yeah. 
four four three putts on Saturday. Um and it's just, you know, you shoot a 74. And I I think the most frustrating thing about two is that just like it clearly it didn't go well after the double bogey on five when in which he tried to hit that bunker shot. Obviously, he actually, like, in his interview today, he backed it up, said that he would, what, he said six out of ten or seven out of ten times he's hitting the green, so. I agree with him. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with the middle for it, too. I mean, I I think in that situation, it wasn't worth it, but I don't I don't think his reasoning was wrong. Like, I, I think he just didn't execute it well at all. Yeah. Like, I think he could have done it. Right. I'm no, not I, I'm not nearly as mad at that. It was frustrating. I'm not nearly as mad as that as I was at the soft <laughs> that derailed yeah. the round. Well, and then, you know, he followed up with another one on eight and another one on nine. I think another one on ten. Like, it just – the bogeys were just present. Alone. And I, I just – the part about the, the three putts is just, like, he – you know, some some he had I think like eighty feet on nine, and that was always going to be a tough two putt. But just it would have been so nice to just re- take three of those three putts out. I mean, it's you know a lot easier to say than it is to have happen. But like, and shoot a seventy one, and you're not out of it entirely, right? But instead, you know, especially at the last when he had seventeen feet, I'm sure he tried to make it and ran it four feet by, and then missed that too. And it's just. You're just shooting yourself in the foot for no reason, taking yourself out of tournaments. Um, thankfully, he finished pretty well on Sunday, right? Five birdies in the last seven to kind of – Yeah, I – that was wild. Yeah. I I was just giving whole by whole updates because I was on the course and I didn't feel like I needed to make Nick track that. Yeah. Because I feel well, like that would have been – I mean, Nick, Nick, was, Nick was on it this week. And Nick just jumped on the account. I was on it this week, and I will say, like, Nick's been wanting to get on the podcast. We'll have to have Nick on at some point <laughs> for to thank him for all of his. I've had a very busy summer. I was not expecting to be this busy. So, yeah. but then again, he hasn't played that much. And I mean, most of the time pe- he's played was been in the morning, like yeah. overseas. People, people ask too, like, somebody might have been a little bit of a joke, like how. You know, what's the contrast, fire Bob, all that good stuff. Um, I'm a curse. And I think when Nick was on, he was 11 under this week. And he was plus five when we were on, Bob. You're kidding me with those stats. So. You you put those together? Like, those are real yeah. stats. Well, because I remember Nick did most of the Thursday and Friday, right? Nick did Thursday. I did Friday. Oh, I thought he did Friday too. No. Nah, okay, Friday. so Nick is minus seven, and you're plus one. That's still so brutal. <laughs> That's an eight shot swing right there. Yeah, and I looked it up for the season too. But then on Saturday, you look at how he was at nine under, and then he went down to two under. Nick yeah. tracked rest to get him back up to six. <laughs> Right. No, that's what I'm saying. You tracked the last five birdies. Yeah. Oh, my no, God. Did. And I, for the whole season, too, I did I did some – somebody asked me about it, and I was like, all right, let me see what I can pull out here. How long did this it's take? Written, you? <laughs> uh, 
not as long as I thought it would. Um, but he's 91 under this year in all of his tournaments. I just went to his website and like added them all up. And based on scrolling <laughs> through some tweets on the computer, because it's easier than the mobile phone. <laughs> backups, no, no backups, you did not. Backups are 82 under. <laughs> and Bob is nine under. <laughs> You have got to be kidding me. No. It's just... Well, Bob had all the U.S. Open rounds, so that hurts. Yeah, you had some of the majors, like the PGA, the U.S. Open, the Masters. Like, it's not good. Well, to be fair, I tracked all the majors, and that was so hot. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the good rounds, even the good rounds at St. Andrews, I think Nick tracked one of them, too, so... (laughs) <laughs> but I thought that was fantastic. Um, but regardless, I don't know if we have any more BMW thoughts. Um, I just we we're all over the place at the moment. Um, I hope they get that. I hope they get an event soon again. Also, I'm gonna start the um, East Lake talk by saying. It's a little um, underwhelming going into a week where you have, like, no chance of winning because of the fact that your age cuts back to start. Um, and he win, yes. Um, eight shots is not that big. Like, the way you, a lot of people are thinking of it is, like, eight shots after, like, one round or two rounds. Like, there's a lot of, like, a lot of things that can happen. What was the winning score last year? Like, 14, 13? Well, um, without no, the starting think, strokes? No, with the starting strokes. I think it was 18 or 19. Oh, I think yeah. Cantley, I think Cantley was... I think, I think it was, was more than under that. I think Cant, it might have been 21. I think Cantley was 11 under for the week. And, like, Kevin Na and somebody else were 13 or 14. Cantley was 11 for the week, so yeah, 21. Rom and Na were 14 under... Without starting strokes, dude. So, and what's funny too with the new OWGR format, winning the non-starting stroke event isn't actually like it's like a T three at Augusta or a, a T two at Augusta, maybe. Like it, it's not that many OWGR points just based on field sizes and stuff like that, which is also another thing. New OWGR system is up and running and already seen a few changes. Apparently Cantley would have moved to two if it was still the old ranking with his win last week, but he's currently three. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, I know. I'm, go ahead. That's kind of what like I'm focused on this week. Like, I mean, realistically, if Spee starts at two, he's got to shoot 19 under for four days, which isn't going to happen. But if he does come, if you take away the starting strokes, I saw Nosferatu tweeted it out. If Spieth were to win, win, shoot the lowest score without starting strokes, he'd get back inside the top 10 in the world rankings. That's kind of my goal this week. He's he's not winning the FedEx Cup, but for being honest, he needs to make way too many putts. I don't see it happening. If he wins the FedEx Cup, I will give away my account to Nick full time. Yeah, I if I'm Bob, I feel pretty comfortable with that too. <laughs> yeah, I uh, the other thing too is 
in one in one perspective, right? He's eight back, so it's just kind of a lot. But if you just beat Sheffield, think of by, it. But you can think of it more of today. You can think of it more like four back going into the weekend if you're playing well. Because <laughs> you have to cut it in half, but you also have to play well. Like if you think about it, if you're four back going into the weekend in a normal event, you're playing well, right? So he's eight back, but with four rounds, but we don't know how he's gonna play. Right. Uh, the other thing too, from what I remember about East Lake, um, just watching it in the past and playing it on video games and <laughs> whatnot, you you just can't really miss fairways out there and expect to score because there's there's trees. The rough is brutal. Um, the holes are difficult for the most part. Like you have to hit some really good shots to have a really good round. And the way Jordan was off the tee last week does not make me feel very good about this week. I mean, he hit like 35% of his fairways last week. I mean, that's, that's awful. Like really bad. And well, I think he was second to last. Somebody was worse, which is insane. I think well, JT was really bad. Was oh, really? I think so. Um, I'm looking back at some tweets, um, some of my replies, and one that just sticks out is I remembered him replying this is when he hit the fairway bunker on five, someone replied, He can't hit a fairway to save his life. This is going to come back to bite him in the butt <laughs> at some point. Because yeah, if you look at the first couple rounds, the fact that he got to nine under was impressive. Eight under, sorry, seven. Like, well, he got to eight though on on. Oh yeah, and he bogeyed eighteen, of course. Yeah, my bad. Right. But no, I just like the fact that he, and it all. I think he just kind of lost some patience, and <laughs> that's what had kind of rewarded him throughout the first couple of days. And you're gonna need a lot of it. This week at Eastlake, problem is he's eight shots back. Um, I don't think um, he'll be patient. So I mean, I'm 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 already looking forward into the fall. I, I'm I as this usually happens for us. Um, the FedEx Cup hype lives about one or two rounds into the first event, and that's about it. You might be um, nice there. Well, the past few seasons, at least, because he's had a chance, and then he's blown up, and yeah, that's just um, the format. If, yeah, like if Speed was number one going into this week, it would be super hype. Of course, doesn't make it any less fraudulent of a tournament, right? But well, yeah, it's just like it, not having starting the starting strokes too. I mean, if he shoots over par in round one. He like could what's... be like, he could be, I don't know, fourteen shots back going into round two, and it's like, how how fun is that? You know, that's that's not that interesting. Um, so we'll see. I mean, he's off what around one o'clock with Neiman. Um, I I think there's quite a bit of rain at East Lake this week. There might be a few delays uh, Friday, um, so we'll have to. You know, if if you're watching, uh, and he's, he's in it, we'll have to kind of 
yeah deal with that a little bit but assault is like puts a priority on hitting the fairway obviously because it probably will be lift clean in place um they've gotten they've gotten some rain so uh regardless it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out it, it, they're lucky that scheffler's number one still um because he at this point unless cam smith wins he should be if scott stallings won the FedEx cup <laughs> yeah well i think that's kind of the point right is like issues and well the fact that cantley too is two shots back like cantley was not the second best guy this year no he just got his first win scotty's got five yeah is it five or and four Cantlay, i think it's four four my bad okay i mean to be fair cantley's had He's had a bunch of top tens. He got edged out in two playoffs. Uh, and he I don't care. Like, Sorry, Dan. I don't care. But it's like, no, no. It's it's just. I mean, it's he's not. Def- I guess he's not bad, but he doesn't deserve to be only two back if everybody no. else is below that. You know what I'm saying? Scotty like, has four wins and four runner, four runners ups, runners ups, yeah. runners up, whatever you want to call it. And a third, and a fourth. Like it's just not close. So I feel like the tours have got to be rooting for Scotty just for integrity purposes. They have to be. Although they will count, they will say Cantley's a two-time winner because of the win at the Zerg. Yeah. Which is uh, ridiculous. If Cantley wins the Vice Cup, he's a three-time winner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That just doesn't make any sense. And he, he even said it in his press conference, I think, yesterday. Like, there has to be a better format. And even he kind of admitted, like, I don't know what that format is. Yeah. I think I think it's it, – most fans can come up with a more interesting way, an interesting format, more interesting format. Like, the players uh, got to like, like it. In terms of the match play. But I think I, I, stroke play, to me, has to be the tournament. Um, but I just don't know how you do it. You know, it just doesn't. Just not sure how you add it up. But uh, who knows? Maybe that'll get changed soon. I mean, there's a lot of other changes that went on from uh, Rory, Tiger, Monahan. I mean, because there was that meeting last week uh, in Delaware with all the top guys. No laying up reported about it. Um, I most other golf media outlets reported, but no laying up had the like who's there, who's not. And it was a lot of people who were there. A lot of the top tour guys were there coming up with the plans that Monaghan laid out, uh kind of laid out. And then Rory followed up with some of the layout stuff. Uh and I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on the new changes, but so I, sorry. No, no, go ahead. So the main change, which I mean, I was there's a lot of like changes. Like, I mean, I we're a golf podcast, but obviously centered on Jordan. Like, there's a few of them that don't necessarily matter to Jordan, but the big one obviously was the mandatory playing of the 12 elevated events, which include obviously the majors, the players, the century tournament champions, uh, Genesis. Bay Hill, which Jordan Spieth will be playing 
for the foreseeable future. It was just now Wait, elevated. So it's that. mandatory to play these. It is mandatory if, if you finish. Or who qualified to be a top pip. player? If you Which are top twenty in pip, will be a top player. Top player. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a top twenty in the PIP, it's now top twenty. It's a one hundred million dollar purse now for the pip. Which is new. It went from fifty million to a hundred million for the pit. If you're in the pit, you gotta play the events. So Genesis Bay Hill Memorial match play, the three playoff events, and then the big one, which is to be determined, there will be four more elevated events coming in twenty twenty two, which they still have not announced yet. Jordan will have to Well, play there's an easy loophole out of that one, but yeah, it's what is it? What's your loophole? There isn't a loophole. My back's tight on Thursday. That's fair. But okay, but they're not gonna They're not going to, but like if there's one tournament like someone doesn't want to play, like you know, they're not gonna uh, see uh, the thing with that though is the PGA tour being the like brotherhood that it is and the fraternity, I think that would turn off a lot of players. Especially when all these guys are agreeing to that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure in the meetings yeah. they're verbally agreeing to that. I'm just really curious to see the four more to be determined. I'm happy he's gonna be at Bay Hill, which is he should have been yes. there this year. Um, well, the and the, the four more to be determined are going to rotate every year, which is also that's sick. which is I think is sick because you're not going to get like the John Deere Classic is going to get <laughs> Rory, JT, Spieth, Tiger, healthy like Ranch, baby, Ran, Rom, yeah, Craig Ranch is going to get the attention it deserves. Um, the Valspar will be back in like. Obviously, Phoenix, Torrey, they'll still get their guys. Colonial will have a studded field. The Canadian Open will be sick. Uh, Vedante, Mexico Open. Like, over the course of the next four or five years, the top players are going to play at all these courses that they may not have played at. Uh, Which is the sick. one thing I did think about is schedule-wise, like, if a lot of guys, if they're going to have to play the John Deere, they probably won't want to have to play the Travelers as well. Because then they'll, you know, then they'll probably play the Scottish Open before playing the Open. So, you know, they just don't want to make, they want to make sure that they're not playing five weeks in a row because it's major and then events that they have to play. So my guess is they'll kind of cut the season up into quarters and they'll have to go play the Sanderson Farms, (laughs) the Sony Open, uh, that's going to be a problem though for sponsors. Because, like, Spieth has to play all the AT&T events. That could create some problems in the schedule. He might have to skip an event that he, that he doesn't want to skip. Well, but it's not like he's playing. He'll probably, fortunately, he'll probably just have to skip the Travelers. I'll probably have that's to not skip. A, that's not a fortunately for me, oh, but. No, unfortunately. Like, he, he's going to just have to skip the non-AT&T events. Because he's still, he's definitely playing the AT&T events. So, don't yeah. you know, he's not skipping those because, you know, as much as the commitment to the tour means, the commitment to AT&T is also equally he, as. And it's only he's out of a contract if he doesn't show up at the AT&T events. Right. It's so. It'll be interesting to see the elevated events because I, I mean, there's a very good chance the elevate some of the elevated events could be ones he already plays. I think there's a very good chance the Schwab will be one of them this coming year. Um, I've heard the waste management maybe. Which do you guys want him back there next year? Or yeah, it's the same um, event. 
Okay, so I think that could be one. Um, I mean, it's of course that he should play Willett. Yeah. But anyway, the only the only concern I have about these elevated events, the new ones, like what's the field size going to be? Because I still want the Charles Schwab to have a cut. I don't want it to be a 65-man WGC at Cologne. Yeah, I, I, I don't want that either. It will. I don't want, it like, will. Fit- Monahan addressed that today. He said there will be cuts. Okay. They're, they're, I want them to still just have the top guys, but then also have, like, the rest of the field. There. Yeah, like, you don't, you don't want it to become eight live events a year. Right. Yeah, you want, like, you don't want that. You want – the top guys and then the other the next best 90 guys there right like i think fields of 120 for those whatever those elevated events are is perfect they don't have to be the 154 man or what whatever it is yeah for like normal like say um i i can't think of a, a tournament that might be elevated like that but um, or not, you know, have 154 off the top of my head because I'm not sure which ones do. But like the Memorial has 120, Bay Hill has 120, the Genesis has 120. Mm-hmm. If these other elevated events, I think they should have 120 because I don't WGCs aren't that interesting to me. So give me give me these elite fields with other names and have a have a guy like I don't know maybe Sahith Tagala wins at waste management next year and it's it's one of those elevated events right so everybody's there and he wins that would be massive for him massive for the tour and then that would get him into all the rest of the elevated events right so i think that's the way they got to do it because if they start splitting themselves into like the elite and the not elite or whatever of the tour then i think it just creates more divide and then the not elite is never going to become elite Right, I, I like know. like Jordan, like Jordan Speed, really like like the PGA Tour doesn't survive without tournaments like the John Deere, and that like like that like that is how people get to where they get. Right. So um, my my guess you can't is just that, eliminate that factor. Yeah, my guess is that if you win, you probably get into an elevated event. Yeah. Or yeah, like, I, if you've got a couple top tens, you probably get into an elevated event. Yeah. Right. It, so it's got to be some sort of, because I don't know, I don't want to see fifty man fields, uh, and I want to see storylines. And the thing too is like, the other non elevated events are still going to matter to the guys that aren't in the elevated events. Like they they should be because there should be some perk to get them into the elevated events. Like maybe it's a top five or whatever, right? If top five, you're into the next one, you win, you're into the rest of them for the rest of the year or whatever. So, I, you know, I think they've still got a lot to kind of lay out. And clearly Monaghan didn't have, like, all the answers um, because it was a, a Tiger and Rory-led thing. But I think it's that part of the schedule it makes me more excited about. And I think next year there will be weeks where there's a lot more excitement in general instead of just the kind of consistent, like, decent field decent field monotony that occurs on the pga tour yeah i think that's pretty well said um jordan was obviously in the players meeting in delaware last week and he spoke to the media today and he said that 
what Jay laid out today was just the tip of the iceberg. Um, he obviously knows more than I think Jay gave off and what Jay knows as well. It's a very fluid situation. There's a lot of time to go um, until the first elevated event. We'll see the criteria that will be laid out, how you get into them, the size of the fields, which we don't know yet. I mean, it's only August 24th. Kapalua's, what, three and a half, four months to go. And as we've seen with these the news the tour laid out of the travelers the news they laid out today the players um led meeting in delaware a lot can change quickly like when they get stuff done that's kind of what rory also said in his press conference today he was asked about being on the, the pac the player advisory council and he's like yeah it's tiring but his favorite part is when they get work done and we've kind of seen just over the last couple of months that they've got quite a bit done yeah no I, a lot of good steps and for the um Forget who tweeted it. It might be Dylan DeCher on Twitter. Um, he talked to forget the tour player's name. Um, but they were like 138th in the FedEx Cup this year. Yeah. Martin uh, Trainer, right? Yeah, Martin Trainer. So basically Martin's thoughts are that the rich get richer, which is clear, but there's still some benefits for the guys that aren't in those ele- like aren't in the top twenty of the pip because it's now you you're guaranteed 500 grand um so if you if you play 15 events and you don't make 500 grand in those events you receive 500 grand at the end of the year uh that's, you receive, that's cool actually yeah you receive five i feel like if you miss a cut and you're outside of the top 125 so you receive travel expenses if you're not playing that well um, which is also good, right? Because a lot of guys complain about the the price it costs, the the cost that it is to play every week at championship level golf courses. I mean, so. golf is one of the hardest jobs, like financially, probably in sports, just purely because of the fact that there's so many people, and there's so little Scotty Schefflers and so little Jordan Spieths and so little like. Those corn fairy tour guys, they are by no means rich at all. Like they are, like they're, like that's their. They're going out there to put food on the table. Like that's that's their job. And I feel like if you make it to the PJ tour, you definitely shouldn't be having that problem. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I think you kind of said it pretty well. I mean. I thought what was really interesting today, listening to Rory talk as he was asked, was Phil right about the things he said about the tour? And Rory obviously didn't want to give Phil too much credit, but he basically said, yeah, a lot of the stuff that Phil said about the tour, you know, keeping money. I mean, just look at the money the tour is putting in now that they weren't putting in one yeah. even six months ago to the game, these elevated events. So Phil is definitely right. Um, I think the three of us could probably agree he definitely went about it the wrong way. But it's very interesting to see how much the tour has changed in just a matter of months. No, no, I, I'd say Phil was right about almost everything he said about the PGA Tour and went about it in almost the worst way possible. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that was kind of the general consensus in golf Twitter world today too. Is like. Unless the one of those Lyft um, accounts that just popped up in, <laughs> you know, June of 2022 or whatever, uh, yeah. with this degree. But 
Um, the Phil, yeah, Phil was right. The tour was not in a, they weren't doing as much as they could have been doing. And I think now Tiger's like, yeah, that's true. Rory's like, yeah, that's very true. And um, they're starting to kind of move the needle on what fans want, what the players want, what the tour can provide. And I, I can only get better really yeah. here, right? And I think the tour did a good job of um, kind of establishing what they're going to be, kind of what's coming. Um and it looks like they're going to survive kind of this next wave of guys going to live um, as well. Cause a bunch of that's been reported that it's Cam Smith, Mark Leishman. Um, so an Australian team might be formed, but Hideki apparently is not going to go. Cam Young seems to be leaning. No. Yeah. Um, God, who was Neiman? Neiman also seems to be leaning. No, like there were some names that, it, yeah. it, especially Hideki, if Live Tour got the PGA Tour is struggling to fill those shoes and you know with these new changes and whatnot. No, yeah, I think um they've done a good job taking a good step. There are a lot of people like there are a lot of people more more um like popular than Hideki, but in terms of replaceable, I mean I don't really think there's and I mean you can replace Cam Smith. There are very few people that you can't replace. You can't replace Tiger. You can't replace Rory. You can't replace Spieth. You, pr- you probably can't even replace JT. But you really can't replace Hideki for what he's done in the Eastern Hemisphere. I mean, he is their idol. He is golf in the Eastern Hemisphere. I mean, he's the only prominent Asian player in, like, prominent uh, since um, – In terms of like known likeness, probably uh, who was the Thai player? VJ? No. He's, he's Fiji. He's Fiji. Um, Joel, yeah, KJ Choi. Like, I mean, uh, KJ Choi was so much idiot. I, I was thinking of um, Y.E. Yang. No. No. He took down Tiger, though. Hey, okay. you, I mean, you got Sungjae today, though, but I get you. Bob's 100% correct. Tom King. Tom. He's still going to save five speed at uh, Quail Hollow. <laughs> Just one thing while Bob thinks about who it is. Um, oh, JD. Um, What's his first name? Tongshai. That's what it is. He's very old. He was he was he was a Thai player and he was really famous over there. Wow. I, I he he had a whole he created like um this huge driving range over there and like got golf started in Thailand. So the more you know without him we wouldn't have Kyrdek Abibarna, which is good. Bob educating, I didn't know that. But one thing um on Cam Smith, I don't know if you guys heard this today. Rory said during his presser yeah. that he talked with Cam Smith after the open when all the rumors started flying that Cam was going to live. I still think Cam is going to live. I think that's going to happen. But Rory was telling him how, like, Cam, he wanted to make sure Cam knew all the facts and what was real. Because obviously in these press, in these contracts with Liv and the talks, I guarantee Liv is spewing fake stuff about the tour. So Rory said after the Open, he sat down with Cam Smith to explain to him what's real and what's not. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, just hearing that, I'm shocked that Rory would actually tell us that. Um, yeah. I think 
usually i mean we heard about the player meeting but that was definitely going to get out regardless i mean usually like the player to player stuff that usually stays pretty private i thought it was really cool that rory came out to say that and i still think cam's going but i thought that was really cool yeah well did you did you watch his presser live i did okay because i i saw it and i was like shocked that he was saying that he talked to cam smith and yeah. what he talked to cam smith about um but i think rory is i mean it's been pretty obvious for a while now he's like he's the tip of the spear in terms of leading the pga tour um and i mean obviously tiger in the end of the day is just like a, a bomb like if tiger if tiger wants something to happen tiger will get something to happen but rory uh i think is the leader of the normal people um <laughs> even though he's he's not like he's quite um not normal not normal that's the generation <laughs> but he's a, he's a more normal like figure like he i think he's what 510 so um <laughs> anyway anyway my whole point about this is that in speed's press today he said something about how he needs to talk more. And I thought that that was very accurate because everybody seems to love his press conferences. And I think he's got a lot of really interesting thoughts going on in his head um, yeah. at all times. So I'd love to yep. hear him say more stuff. Because yep. I think J JT's got some good stuff. But if you put Rory and Spieth saying all the stuff that they're saying and thinking to get like that is really powerful because yeah I, I don't think i don't think jt has the same he doesn't he's not quite as mystical as speed is and maybe that's just because of the way his career's gone but like rory's got this like mystique and i think speed has it a little bit more definitely more than jt um and I think that would be powerful, and I'm glad he recognized that. It seemed like a pretty good presser. I haven't watched it, but it's uh, it's really good. Um, the questions seemed a lot more interesting than the normal like, "What do you love about playing matches with Tony Romo in Texas?" It's like, <laughs> okay, I, yeah, yeah, it was um really good, and I think a large part of just hearing from Jordan more is just him. I don't know who conducts the interviews, who asks for who to talk. But I mean, Rory talks like every single week. Spieth, um, I mean, even compared to last year, he just hasn't been in the interview room as much. Obviously, hasn't been as good as he was last year. But I mean, he, I mean, he talked. He just isn't in the interview. He isn't on the schedule as much. But yeah, today, I actually had a theory. Really I actually had a theory about that. I just think he's so. I just think he doesn't want to talk about what he's going through like with the swing i think he's like <laughs> i think he's actually working really hard on his swing like on off weeks and stuff and i don't think he's ready to give answers on it yet like i i still think he's like i just think he's trying to be in his own world right now um to get it figured out because i mean i wish he would spend a little more time putting green but he he's grinding really hard like on the range everywhere we see him yeah um so he's definitely trying to find something, and I don't think he's ready to like give the answers because I don't think he has yeah. them yet. I think so I think that's part of it. Yeah, I, I might have mentioned it a pot ago, but I think the swing stuff last year was a band aid, and yeah. this was a little bit more of a like actual surgical healing process. 
And so I think it's taken some time. Um, because he's still, I mean, it's easy to forget now because it's been a couple of years, but he was like, he was so bad for <laughs> two years. So that, that takes time to kind of reverse it all. And hopefully next year it all starts to click. But yeah, I mean, he's still got to gear up for the President's Cup. Um, I know that that's on paper not maybe what it was going to be, especially if Cam Smith leaves, because um, that's obviously probably their best player. Uh, but Wills Alatoris is now WD. And originally, everybody thought it was kind of just going to be the first 12 names on the list. And now there's an open spot. Uh, so I was just before like, we kind of wrap it up here, like any name. I know Bob's going to be Team Kisner all the way, but I'm not sure. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Um. On well, here's my thing. That last spot? Here's my thing. Um. Kiz is known for playing very well at very specific courses. And there's a reason why he didn't um, – there's a reason why last year when he didn't get picked for the team, like there was a very clear argument was that Whistling Straits was just physically too long, which makes sense. I don't think you can be mad at it because, I mean, we killed him. But I do think here there's a, there's a point because last year he had the form and he still is playing – fine at courses he usually does played well at travelers played well at the match play like he's still playing fine he did miss the cut at Wyndham but he doesn't usually play well at Wyndham that one year um so I think it should be Kiz I think that he's really good history at Quill Hollow um he led the tournament he's led the tournament a few times I don't think he's ever won but um he's got good history there I think it should be Kiz I think Wise is another really good name I think Thigala is a good name um, but I think his brings that energy that I don't think Wise does. Um, I just don't think um, – I just don't – I think Kisner would serve a better purpose. Um, and I think Thigala could serve that purpose too. Um, I would not be against Thigala at all. Uh, I just don't. I think you've listed the three guys that I would consider. Um well, what is this? What does the point standings look like? Let me pull that up. Uh, the point, if you look at the top twelve, and if Zalatoris is healthy, I think it's really easy. It's just the top twelve. Yeah, guys. it's very easy. Um, but now with him out, I think, obviously Tom Hoagie's right there. Tom no, Hoagie's not. See Tom Hoagie. JT Poston is also been possible, but I really doubt it. I, don't I think, think he's, Kisner's the next guy. I I think it's so. I think the three guys are Wise, Kisner, and Thigala. and. And Varner. Maybe. No, Varner. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Maybe. I, I just feel like Varner is not in contention. They don't need I mean, I don't know. Maybe hold maybe... on. I have a dark horse pick. I have a dark horse pick. Really dark horse. Keegan Ooh. Bradley. Has has he been on a team before? I feel like he has. He's been on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. When he won his major, he was on the team. Yeah, I no. I I I I would be so for that. That'd be cool, but I he'd he'd be awful for uh, that though because he can't. I think too though. Looking at team fit, like last year, a lot of people talked about like for the Ryder Cup, it was 
uh, man, the U.S. just runs out the same guys and they don't get the win. And it's like, nah, the this is a different team. Like, there's four new rookies. Uh, Spieth and JT have played the most out of these guys. Spieth, JT, and DJ played the most out of these guys. Like, it's it's a different team than the one that keeps getting kind of beat up with Tiger and Phil. Um, and even this team's different. Berger's gone. Kepka's gone. DJ's gone. Young's in. Um, Horschel will be in, and I'm forgetting somebody. Homa will also be a, a on the team now. That's awesome. So it's like I don't know if you really need the like kids fire, and I I I just think Digala and Fino would be a sick pairing. Somebody <laughs> somebody said that on Twitter, like they just have the most swag of all time, and I. Dude. Fino is going to be a force to be reckoned with now that he can, like, in the future. Like, he is a very dangerous player that I'm very afraid of. It's it's funny how a lot of dudes kind of – I have to give – I hate to do this, but I have to give a little props to Xander Legion, who said that all the guys who, like, were known as not winners this year – It, it kind of has been. Fino, yeah. Scheffler, Shoffley. Um, might be another name here that I'm forgetting. But, like, those guys are all three really talented. Val Torres. Val Torres. Like, it's it's kind of the year of the breakthrough. Yeah. Um, and those are all Americans. Yeah. So, it seems like this is going to be some kind of. I. Well, I was just saying that. Like, oh. I was looking at. FanDuel for some bets for this week, and I've determined that we just shouldn't do bets because it's a disaster with starting stroke. But um, I don't disagree. I'll take my silver medal, then you can take your bronze. Can, yeah. I, can I give my hey. uh president's cup it's takes right now on this last pick? I, I actually want to do that right now. I, I was looking at the lines, I'm like, I know it's juice, but minus 330 for the United States is an inaccurate line. I just I just don't see a world in which the United States loses this. Well, here here's the thing. The right? You have now. to you have to remember that the international team is already up one one point because we've already given <laughs> Tom Cam a six five over speed. So you have to factor that in. <laughs> Thanks. That's true. And I'm sure I'm sure the books have done the same. <laughs> right. So this is true. So I mean that's you know. That's not – I don't know lines like that, but that seems like fine. I, you guys think it's going to be a U.S. route? Uh, I think it'll be close to the Ryder Cup. I don't necessarily think route, but I do not think there's a chance in in the world that it's even a tie. Like, the United States will win. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I would put thousands and thousands of dollars on that. So you think it'll be a comfortable lead the whole way out? I haven't really thought about it. I just I can't fathom an international win. Yeah. No, I think I think we'll we'll obviously we'll talk more about it. Um I do and as we get closer, my initial kind of instincts is that I think without Cam Smith, I, I think the international team's gonna be a little more feisty than Europe was. Like they'll be harder to beat, I think. Uh so the first day might be a little bit closer than people think it will be. Uh, but then I think just in the end, 
like you guys said, the U.S. is just too talented. And there's too many guys that are experiencing it for the first time to have them lose, right? Yeah. So, because Cam Young is like, having him as your, in theory, 10th best player is ridiculous. Yeah. Because that guy is yes. absurd. Um, Especially at a place like Quail Hollow. I can't imagine. And, of course, they'll have it all tricked out for the U.S. guys and whatnot. So, <laughs> it really – We'll we'll get as it gets closer. It's only, and Quill Hollow is like, I mean, talk about our whistling straights was not was a little more Europey than some other courses. Quill Hollow is just textbook. Yeah, Parkland, like yeah. I mean, trees, water, like not like man-made water, like it's like America. So yeah, it'll be advantage Americans anyway. But yeah, I just don't think there's a chance now that the United the United States lose that. But it should be fun. It should be more competitive than the Ryder Cup. I think. I think there'll be better matches. Yeah. I, I mean, the Ryder Cup was snooze. I agree with that. But. Yeah, I um, I'll end with who I think should get the last captain's pick. I think Kisner will get it. Um. Okay. I I gotta refute you there, Bob, on the course history. He's he's okay. He's got a couple top tens, but he's missed the cut four times at Quail Hollow. So I just gotta throw that in. Um, but he's led the tournament like three times. Okay, he's also missed the cut there four times. <laughs> I mean, Spieth missed the cut at the Masters. Yeah, but Spieth so. stinks. We're not talking about him. Um, yeah. Aaron Wise. He's an interesting one. I know you like him too, Bob. He is very interesting because um, he just doesn't fit, but like the game's there. He's played at quail hollow three times he has two top tens and the top 20 whoa that makes things more interesting i didn't know that i don't know how much davis level look into that but that's gotta be a little i just i think you look at the one thing my one argument against aaron wise i'm not saying that aaron wise is a wrong pick i'm saying that this is my devil's at like this is my other side i'm debating the other side here if i was a wise person (laughs) um like a wise, like i i am a wise fan but like my thing about Wise is that you look at the team and you look at all these studs, young studs, and popular names, like huge names. Kevin Kisner is one of those guys. Aaron Wise just doesn't fit there. Like, neither does Poston, neither does Tom Hoagie. So, uh, your point is, like, you don't think Wise will be on teams in the future? I don't think that's his point. I mean, I mean, Kisner. It's not my point. It's my point that Wise would be a huge outlier, whereas Kisner would be welcomed by like everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, love this, love this pick." And then, but the, if Wise just picked, people would be like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah. He makes well, a fair point. I think, I think my point to that would be, they'd be like, "Who? Why that guy?" Because he hasn't done it before, and the chances are he's probably not going to do it again. Right, I wouldn't be so sure. Like you, 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 you think Aaron Wise will be on Ryder Cup teams in the future? I think he could. He's got a lot of talent, dude. He just has to be able to put together. All right, he's got okay. a lot of talent. He could definitely. I'm not denying that. I just think, in agreement with your point about like the name Kisner versus the name Wise, to I'll me, give you this. To me, I think the name Thigala holds more than the name Wise. Yes, and so so my point is, I think Dude, Thigala people would love if Thigala got picked. Right, 
No, no, and and my I'm I just saying, don't see that from Wise. I don't see the hype from Wise. Does Wise deserve point. it over Kizer and Kiala? Yeah, maybe. Dude, I mean, the it's it's really really hard. I mean, it's impressive, but also like, you'd rather win. Like it's hard to make the championship belt a win. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, that's hard to do. You have to play some really consistently good golf. Um, so he's been Kiala playing well. Kiala was there at. at- yeah. Lakers. Yeah. So and Kisner's not. Kisner's not. I mean, he was like 33 though. Like, it wasn't like he was. He had a horrible season. Like, he was rough. um. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I think Kisner gets it. I agree. I think Kisner should get it. But if Kisner doesn't get it, I think Wise deserves it. But I want the Okay. I think the like, I love all is... three of those guys. I just don't think Wise would fit on this team. I, I tweeted the other day that Wise and Kisner were the only two right picks, and I think that still stands. That's fair. I, I mean... still think Wise deserves it over Tigala, but I'd rather see Tigala pick because it would be hype. Like, everyone loves Tigala. Like, that guy's I, I think, yeah, like, I the important him. thing is, like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter who is the last pick. I mean, like, I don't see that pick being the reason why the U.S. would win or lose the President's Cup, I think they're going to win by yeah. three-plus points easily. I just want to see Kisner get going on, on the weekend <laughs> in Quill. Well, it's probably one of Kisner's last hurrah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his last hurrah. Send him off. He never was on a Ryder Cup team, right? Right, because, like, I mean, if you think about it, there's – I mean, Cam Young's a rookie, and he's on the team. There's going to be more Cam Young's. Maybe not as as long and as power. Like Cam Young's really really good. I love Cam Young, but he's replaced. There's gonna be more dudes that like do the Ryder Cup. Like they've got that in them, and Kisner's chances just keep, you know, going down. So this could be a good little last like Kisner's on the team thing. Uh, I have no problem with lies. I, just I Tigala, don't have a problem wise. I think I mean, Thigala has more like maybe you're right. Maybe Thigala just makes me more excited if he's on the team. But I think Wise is a really good player. And I think he, he definitely he's been playing the best out of all the guys that are on the bubble just per strokes gained the past like three months. So it makes sense to me. But I think Kisner makes it, and I think a large part of it is going to be because of guys like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. They're going to see these other guys that are on the bubble, and they're close with Kisner. I think that's another part of why Kisner would get picked. Yeah. The guys love Kisner. He's a fan. He's a locker room favorite out there. Everyone loves playing with Kis. Yeah, he's good. Can't deny that. But I don't really see how people would hate playing with Miguel either. Yeah, very true. No, I, very or, true. or Wise, like, I, there's, it's not like Aaron Wise is like. Some... There are some people like I, I know, like, I like Wise, I'm a Wise fan, but as a person who has played with people, like actual golf with people who putt with a broomstick, <laughs> I don't hate Wise for it, but if you were playing with it, it's weird to look at, like really weird. Okay, I mean, but it's it's all about the ball going in the hole. I mean, he's probably he probably makes more putts than Spieth and JT. Yeah, I bet he does. So it's like, I mean, sports are and weird. In fact, I put my life on it. <laughs> yeah, sports are weird. 
that's talking. why uh, we're kind of rambling. Do you want to cut it off there? Yeah. Well, do you have a question in the pod then? Oh my god, I had a fantastic question in the pod, um, and then I forgot. Oh, you got it. Because you need to start thing. writing these down. I, I really do need to start writing them down. Um, I'm not trying to come up with one on the spot. I feel like we've done a lot of food ones. Yep. Uh, we've done a lot of like. I guess I did some like outfit ones. Uh, Give me. Here's I, your here's your question. Here, uh, here's my question, and you need to answer it. <laughs> Best uh, like underrated movie you've ever seen. And then we can debate on whether you're right or wrong. Here's the the problem is, I don't really watch movies. I've not okay. seen enough movies. So TV show underrated movie. TV show then. Don't watch a ton of those. Oh, you're what? So I'm I, a TV I, show. I'm busy. Not, so. I can't. I can't help you with those. And um, that's why I don't ask questions about those because I I don't know a ton about them. I was I was thinking like, what are people's thoughts on white belts? I'm wearing a white belt right now. <laughs> oh, a white that's... belt is like the easiest go-to belt, but it looks awful with literally anything. <laughs> What if you wear white shorts? Like I got white shorts and a white belt. Like I rock the white pants. See? Yeah. I think it's white, a good question. White belt. Well, white awesome. white with white's fine. Yeah. Any anything well, a white, white belt with, with any other pants colors are horrible. White with navy blue, maybe. If you're wearing like a white, you got some white in the shirt or hat, but like wear the same white belt with, color as your pants. Folks. White with khaki. <laughs> no. That's well, unacceptable. So yeah, unacceptable. I just, I and I do it plenty white, times. I just got a white hat. I love white hats. It's tough to like. I don't know what to wear it with. That's my problem. Navy, anything white and black or neutrals down. It just seems like it. It stands out too much, you know. If because I wear a lot of like blues, and some grays. And my and my belt is gray, so then it just feels like the only thing I'm wearing that's white is on my head, <laughs> and it just it just looks a little funny, you know. But anyway, tell me tell me what let me know what you think about white belts, uh, and whether or not you're gonna get 2K23 or you're gonna buy EA Golf Game. Whatever. You guys have Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. I have PS4. I feel like. 2K23 has to have some sort of cross platform. You'd hope in 2022. But... If they do, we need to have a Go Get the Pod live tournament. At... <laughs> we can make that happen. That would be electric. That'd I haven't so played that game in so long, but. I'd get bronze that... medal again. That's for sure. Unless it's like the day of my life. <laughs> like in your life. Have you ever seen anything like that? <laughs> Does Jordan always kick you around? Jordan beats me a lot. Yeah, dance pretty re- decent. I'm all right. I just what I make, settings did you play on? Do you play on? I the generic, whatever pro. I, I play know. on like pro with a bunch of stuff on. Yeah, I play like master and pro. So yeah, I'm not that good. I'm not like, but like master is so dumb. Like if you put on master versus pro, it doesn't mean you're better. No. It just makes it more fun and challenging. Yeah. 
I mean, I hit enough red fast anyway. So yeah, if you get that, hey. of course, with like water left. I mean, red that's... fast to win it, baby. Yeah, it's not good. Enough trees, and I'm in. I'm in trouble. East Lake, I, I can't break eighty. So it was fun. Scotland now. East Lake's a challenge, but I think we should end it there. Yeah, we should yeah. End it, there. it was. It was up. a pleasure. But uh, um, we'll yeah. be and then back we'll to recap tour championship for the final and, recap, and then we'll have a season review type podcast which would be fun but we appreciate you guys listening and in the presence yes sir take care y'all